Journal of a Madman podcast. My name's Kaylee Laverick, founder of Mama Social Core, and this is the Journal of a Madman. It's a normal barred account of what to expect when you're expecting and parenting as a whole. Hilarious, horrifying, and heartfelt, this journal is everything you want to know and more than a few things you didn't about life as a mother. Before you go any further, please hit follow, subscribe, and leave a review. And please share this with at least one friend. Right, let's get into it. Enjoy! Hi mamas. So it's here. The launch of the Journal of a Mad Mam podcast. Let me start by telling you who I am. I'm Kaylee Laverick. I'm a 34-year-old woman who is passionate, creative, organised but also a dyslexic, dyspraxic overthinker who often sees the world through a meditative, spiritual lens that only she can see. Recently, returned to work from maternity leave as a lecturer in musical theatre in a college and swiftly found that my priorities had changed, so I handed me notice in and decided my mission to help parents was my purpose in life. I have a one-year-old, Eva, who was teething, the feckin' joys. Also mother to a beautiful four-year-old soul, Freddie. God only knows how we've been so lucky to have him. And a wife to a workaholic, super spontaneous, supportive, but also crazy husband, Dale. So that's us. The Journal of a Mad Mam is the physical sharings of scribbles, poems, freakouts and total mad stories that have captured whilst I was pregnant and becoming a mama for the second time. I'm sick of this picture-perfect shown on social media of mothers having their shit together and think why people don't talk about the real shit that us mamas have to deal with every day. Sorry, I swear ever so slightly. Like I said in the intro, the journal of a mad mam is a no-holds-bar account of what to expect when you're expecting. As well as sharing myself and my entries from my personal journey, I hope to speak to and connect with some incredible mamas and to hear their stories that we can all relate to and learn from. These journal entries will be stories that many of us have had or are currently having but have been too embarrassed to voice, or have retreated to the gods, the almighty Google search, to check if what has happened is normal. God knows we've all done that. Parenting is a mental journey, packed with incredible highs and the lowest of lows. Once you've joined the biggest club in the world, being a parent, that's it, your life changed forever. And that can be overwhelming. Sometimes, and often, a lot of the times. I'm very lucky to have strong forward-thinking women in my life who I feel I can trust to tell anything to, to empower me, laugh with me, cry with me or take me down a few notches with a verbal slay. But even after I think we've created a space for honest and frank sharing of stories and concerns, pregnancy and mothering has always been a topic 
that I often feel we don't fully share or are too nervous to ask the craziest of questions for fear of judgment or concern. Not anymore, ladies. Not on Lavo's watch. Let's break down the conventions that women should be meek, pretty little wallflowers who do not speak on topics that might people other people might find vulgar or offensive. Let's speak our truth and make every part of pregnancy and parenting normalised so that all aspects are vocalised and not churned up within us and left to become issues of concern and guilt. The woman's body is incredible. Like, I mean, insanely brilliant. But my God, it would be nice to have some evolutionary changes to help with the sleep, vomiting, hormones, anxiety, <laughs> excessive hair growth, leaking from all your orifices, um, issues with sex, diarrhea, swelling, spotting, what else? Uh, sweating, dark skin, dark skin patches everywhere, the smell, your smell, everyone's smell, things you can't stand anymore, snoring, nipple changes, and of course, the boredom and frustration of waiting for the baby to arrive. It's just the start of the changes that occur when becoming a parent. Let's go right back to when the idea erupted in me face, like literally bam, in me face. Let's start off with the next chapter of my life and when it commenced, maternity leave began. As I sit and look through my journal over the last nine months, I realise that we don't share 70% of what happens with the body and our changes in our mental state when becoming a parent. So that's it. I will collate all the stuff people should tell you and when you're expecting and I will create the podcast. I take to these uncharted grounds with one goal in mind, to create a space for real parents to lose themselves in, whilst finding common ground in a subject that is as long as mankind has been on this earth. This podcast will hopefully reset all the scary stories that have been told and bring the act of creating life into a more normalised way of thinking, discussing and challenging the process. Or you will just take great pleasure in the raw truth that I will share about my life, pregnancy and being a wife. Sorry, Dale. You will be brought up. There'll be no sugarcoating, just truth. Some parts may make you piss your pants with laughter. Some parts might make you cry. But that's okay. Emotion is good. And I'll share, share all the highs and lows no airs or graces, just pure, vivid and honest truth. With a side of vomit. This podcast will not be your typical listen on pregnancy and parenting. It is the real journal of a mother who needed to share her thoughts and stories with herself first and then with others so that they don't feel alone and isolated just like I did. I'll be talking to some incredible superhumans and hearing their truth on parenting and see if we have connections. Everything you hear in this journal is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. 
all's while cooking human and parenting another small human and making sure you don't F things up. On sharing my story, I hope to connect with all the superhumans and be able to laugh, cry, and of course, create some talk or curling moments that I'm sure many of us have embarked upon during the process. What is meant to be the most beautiful time in a woman's life. What a load of shite. The yearly friends camping trip has arrived. This time will mark the first time we'll all be taking our kids with us. But at least they are all a year older and a little bit more independent. Which means one thing. Wine time! The day starts off as any camping trip always does in the Laverick household. A healthy screaming match between Dale and I. With regards to over-fucking-packing. Dale bellows his usual bellow head deep into the boot of the car, midway through the classic car Tetris. What the fuck have you packed? Surely we don't need all this shit. Massive exhale on the word shit. His tone swiftly changes as our beautiful 83-year-old neighbour, Sylvia, walks out her door. Morning! Morning, Sylvia, says Dale. Thanks, Sylvia, for coming to our holiday rescue, as there's been so many times where a car packing session has called the whole thing off. Car packed, snacks in hand for Freddy, and off we go. The drive was pretty good, nothing to report, except the closer we got to the site, the camping site, the more concerned I was with the rapid increase in the wind. Dill tells me not to worry, and to think of the chilled glass of wine sat comfortably in the standard camping chair, with a cup holder, of course, and bliss. We arrive, and Freddy is so excited, he can't stand still. This is the first holiday he can actually remember, as last year was a total write-off. We pull up to our pitch and take a deep breath, and we are off. We both have our jobs. We have done this so many times before. We could do it with our eyes closed. Unpacking the car like a madwoman, I realise that Dale is going slower than normal. What's the hold up? I holler at him. He says, what's the hold up? It may have something to do with the 50 mile a fucking hour winds I'm up against, Kale. Give us a hand, will ya? I do a little check on Freddy, who we have allowed to have some YouTube time in the front of the car while we set up. As I get closer to the car, I can hear it. Ryan's world is on. My God, I fucking hate this programme. Can you even call it a programme? It's just a family dicking around, brainwashing our kids and thinking their parents are boring. The mother's voice. I don't think I've ever wanted to dropkick someone as much as her. Sorry, we digress. He's fine. I am now not. I don't know if it's the change in schedule to our jobs, the unachievable weather conditions for erecting a fucking tent, or the sound of Ryan's mother's voice, but I am so angry. I mean, I'm so angry that I know it's irrational, that there is fuck all I can do about it. This change in my attitude now filters into Dale and it's with 
in no time at all that we are hurling abuse at each other from not doing it right or this and that. And then it happens. The tent is lifted off the ground and unbeknownst to us, Freddy has escaped from the car and is now stood in the middle of the fucking tent. The gust, gusty bitch wind lifts our son into the air and drops him with a thud. Freddy erupts with laughter and screams again, again. Oh my God, we have been so lucky there, mind. Fred, back in the car, Dale announces that the tent hasn't been so lucky and a pole has snapped. Fuck! erupts from my face. Mammy, he looks perplexed. Fuck? What's fuck, Mammy? Now I'm hit with mam guilt. Not what I need to top off this rage, I feel. Sorry, baby. No, mammy should never have said that. Please don't repeat it. It's a naughty word. We take a breath, Freddy back in the car, and we get back to graft. The tent is up. With the arrival of some friends and some duct tape, Dale sits and cracks open his first bottle of bud, and I want to kill him. What on earth is wrong with me? Why am I so enraged by this situation that has really nothing to do with Dale? My friend sits next to me and we chat about the day and how canny the kids playing together next to us are. And I feel nothing but anger. Dee, my friend, comes back with, My God, hurry up and get a couple of more them wines down your neck so you can calm down. It's our standard wisdom. We close the night off with kids tucked up in bed, everyone either slightly or extremely merry, and there's me. Can I fuck, for the life of me, get drunk? What is going on, man? We've been waiting months for this, and now I'm ruining it with a shitty mood. It's thrown out there beneath the starry star skies. I bet you're pregnant. Followed up from Dale very quickly. That would be a quick turnaround. I've only been home for four weeks. There is a splattering of laughter and then back to putting the world to rights amidst the beautiful settings. But this throwaway comment has hit me. Could I be pregnant? When was my last period? As I sneakily pull out my phone and open my period app, I realise I'm four days late. That's not like me. I'm like clockwork. But no, Dale's right. He's not been home long enough. He's been home exactly four weeks. Now a milkman is not hot enough to be having an affair with. I cannot be pregnant. The night comes to a close and Dale snuggles up behind me with a big little spoon position. And I apologise for being a dick. No problem, but let's enjoy ourselves now, Dale whispers. I drift off into a beautiful camping sleep that is so deep, staring at my little boy, and being snuggled by my big boy. Perfect. I'm awakened by the pranging pain of an IBS attack. Wait. No, not in the middle of a field, in the middle of the night. I, I rolled over, peeling my hand out of Freddy's hand, trying not to wake anyone. But I cannot find the zip to get out the bedroom. I fumble around trying to find my phone for a torch to help with my increasingly panicking state. 
I'm now out the bedroom. But the realisation hits. Oh my God, I'm not going to make it to the toilet. What do I do? Panic and fear creeps in. And I must do something I have never in my life thought I would have to do. I grab the washing bowl and squat over it in the middle of my living section of a tent surrounded by five groups of our friends and it's in that moment with diarrhoea dribbling down my leg everything flashes in front of my eyes. Unrecounted anger plus inability to get drunk plus constant peeing plus loose stool attack equals I am pregnant. We arrive back at home from our camping trip and I cannot focus on anything else other than getting into the shop and buying some pregnancy tests. I didn't mention anything to anyone while I was away. I thought if I didn't talk about it, it wasn't real yet. I have every rational and irrational thought running through my mind. Can we afford another baby? How will Freddie be with another baby in the house? How will we function with sleepless nights again? Is this house big enough? Are we going to have to move? Work. Man, I don't want anybody else to do my job. Will you calm down? You don't even know if you're pregnant yet, lass. Take a deep breath, unpack and get on with the day. As I put my first load of washing in, I pop my head in to the living room where the boys are snuggled up watching a film and I tell them I'm popping to the shop for some bits. I get to Asda and head straight for the toiletry aisle as I walk in. I pick up some random shit along the way. This is to do the standard hide your pregnancy test in case you can see anyone you know. Get to the self-checkout and look over my shoulder like I'm about to steal all my stuff. No one in sight. Quickly, I scan my test which is nestled nicely underneath a random sponge that none of us need and I go back home. I run in and the boys are still in the same place. You okay, I shout as I march through the house. All good here, Freddy shouts back. What a little cutie. I take my position on the toilet, test in hand, I take a deep breath and now I can't do it. I don't know why, but I have stage fright. It may have something to do with not wanting to change the dynamics of the house or the realisation that life will never be the same again after this three minutes. But I am not prepared for it yet. So I put the test back in the package and go get comfy with the boys on the couch. Everything else will and can wait. My mind in a world struggling to switch off. I remember in the middle of the night that it's the best time to do a pregnancy test is the first pee of the morning. I make the decision then and there that I'll do the test after I drop Freddie off at nursery. All I must do is to keep me pee in all morning. Sounds easy, right? Well, the reality is not so easy. Morning is going swiftly, breakfast complete, child washed and dressed, Kiss Dale as he leaves for work. Bag packed and off to nursery we go. I have no idea why I decided to take the test with me, but thank God I did. As we were chugging along, I begin to see red brake lights smashing on in front of me on the A19. 
Oh no, what's happening here? I don't have time for this. I've done so well to get to this point in the morning without feeling like I'm going to pee myself. But now, I'm starting to feel it. The feeling of your bladder encroaching on your throat is not the nicest feeling in the morning. But at least Freddie's playing canny with a toy and singing along to his favourite playlist in the back of the car. As I will the gods to move the cars so I can get to nursery and get home to relieve myself. Ten minutes passed and we have not moved more than a hundred metres. I now can see the exit for nursery though. So close but yet so far. I am now at the stage of needing a pee that it's so uncomfortable I'm bloated and slightly emotional. The entrance to the slip road appears and I make the decision that I'll gonna mount the curb. Slowly edge my way forward until I'm free. Free of this bumper to bumper traffic. We arrive at nursery 30 minutes late and I've missed the gates and now must take Freddie into the reception entrance to the main school. Which was great in truth because I have to walk past the adult's toilet to get Freddie's room. But as we walk past, I see a new sign. That must have just been put up due to fucking COVID. Staff toilets only. Well, that's getting ignored because as soon as this little man is out of my hands, I'm running to the toilet. Living life on the edge this morning, I make my own rules in this lawless town. Bye, baby boy. See you tonight. Have fun with your friends. I hurry back to the corridor with the toilets in and arrive at the door at the same time as two members of staff. I do what any MI6 agent would do. I stop and tie my fucking shoelace. I've seen this happen so many times before. Only in films, of course, but it works. They walk past like nothing is suspicious with what I'm doing. A quick look, look over my shoulder and I'm in. As I sit on the toilet, I instantly remember the pregnancy test. It's in my pocket. I knew there was a reason I bought this with me this morning. I slide it out of the already opened wrapper. I know you're not supposed to do that. And I put it between my thighs, ready for the arrival of the eruption of pee that I've been storing for nigh on 15 hours. It arrives full force and ready to light up that clear blue test. Relief. Cap back on, stuff the test back in my pocket and I leave the school like nothing has happened. Success. I arrive back at my car, heart pounding, hands shaking and I remove the pea-soaked lateral floor test from my pocket. Take a deep breath and look down. A strong blue plus sign is looking back at me. And there it is. In all its glory, I am actually pregnant. And that's it. All done. If you'd like to share your own crazy stories on parenting, please follow me on Instagram and send me your journal entries at Mama Social Co. And I promise to keep them anonymous if you want me to. Also, remember to hit follow, subscribe, share. And if you want to leave me a little review, I'd really appreciate your feedback. So that's it. Have a great day and see you soon.